Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This December, ABC Family presents a 25 Days of Christmas world premiere event. Who is that piece of yes? For the girl who has it all, something's missing. Good old Carter, still single. Ow! Is the love of her past the key to her future? This isn't my life. Don't leave me again. Jenny Garth and Cameron Matheson. I got you. I'm not going to let you fall. The world premiere of Holidays, Sunday, December 8th, only on ABC Family. Welcome back to another Stocking Stuffer edition of the 2015 holiday version of the Feminine Critique. Uh, Today, thank the gods of Hallmark, I'm not alone. Uh, It's me, Emily, and with me... Um, I was trying to think of her name from 90210, but I'm Christine. Oh. (laughs) Okay, I think you were going for a Kelly Taylor reference. I, I don't know, Angela. I don't know. There was like never ever an Angela on the show. There was a Gina. Well, I have Valerie. There was a Claire. But really, Christine, did you Brenda. not watch all ten seasons, all no. of which Jenny Garth was on? Because the only other work she could get were movies like this. Garth Brooks. I have no idea. <laughs> well, Christine, tell the folks at home what movie we are covering today. <clears throat> we are covering a movie called Holidays. No wait. Not that holidays. Spelled H O L I D A Z E. Get it? Like right days. Like during the uh, and it's not during Christmas. So that's also You're probably right. Actually, reason. this is a Thanksgiving film. Technically, this is a Thanksgiving movie. Oh my god! I know. I'll watch it every year. The entire thing takes place. We're we're getting ahead of ourselves, but the entire film oh, takes gosh. place Thanksgiving Day weekend. But it's all like everybody's decorated and and they're ice skating and getting trees and wearing sweaters from JCPenney's and it's it's it is Christmas, right? No, it's the holidays. <laughs> but why? Like the more you're saying this, the more I'm almost feeling like we should not even record because maybe this isn't even qualifying because it's not a Christmas nope. movie. Let's shut it down. I, but they do wear winter hats. It's definitely, I mean, but the but the title implies, and also the time of year, it's kind of just like a, you know, this time of year movie. Okay, well, I'll accept that. I'm glad you'll accept that, because that's my final answer. All right, so as you folks know who've been listening, uh, what we'll do is we'll go through the kind of the ten tropes you always find in these movies, but before we do that, Christine, can you tell the folks at home uh, a brief <laughs> synopsis, if you will, of All holidays? Right. I'm going to try not to go too in-depth with this, because this 
this is a real think piece. Seriously. It gets it gets the mind juices flowing. This, I mean, I'm not going to say that they should. The writer Michael Vickerman should sue uh, Christopher Nolan, but I'm not going to say he shouldn't. I felt incepted during this. Movie. A little bit incepted. Um, yeah. So this movie is about um, a lady working, and her name is Jenny Garth. <laughs> well, her, her name, name is very her- important. See. Wait, what is her name? Oh, her name's Mel, right? Her name's Mel, but her real name's Melody, but she hates the name Melody, and it's so stupid, and why do they call it Melody, and what does it mean? It means a series of noises. That's my So her name's Melody, but she prefers to go by Mel, and she's some, she's like some VP of sales or something, I don't know what she's, but she's like some some high, high high-flying... High-flying corporate power woman. High-falutin power lady. She wears heels. Wagging her finger. She wears dark colors most of the time. Yep. Scowling. Mm -hmm. But for like a Walmart-y type of um, store. Uh, Yes, called Save Now. Save Now. Mm -hmm. I wanted to call it Price Right, but that's a place that exists. (laughs) So basically what it is, is she is just a, you know, a hardworking lady in the city and she goes home for the, right before Thanksgiving, actually. And she's like, this place sucks and I want my big retail store here and everybody's dumb. And then all of a sudden she it's all kind of true. She falls down the stairs. Yeah. And she ends up in like an, she doesn't like lose her memory. She ends up in an alternate universe. Yep. Where she, I guess, had left her small town for Chicago, but come back and married her sweetheart and opened up, like, a coffee cafe place. Mm -hmm. And things are, like, so much better than when she was, like, an independent, powerful lady on her own. Right. And so then she has to decide... You know, which life do I choose? Because at one point she wakes back up and now she's back into being corporate power woman who never returned home. Yeah. So it's a, uh, you know, it's almost a a take on It's a Wonderful Life, if you will. Uh, I will not. Maybe even it's a a little bit of a a Christmas carol. It's a lot of things. It's deep, man. It's deep. But But yet it manages to still be nothing at all. Uh, you, you could say that. I don't know that I would. There's a lot to this movie. Oh, man. Uh, let's talk about the talent behind the movie. So this is an ABC family release. Yes. Uh, I didn't check. This one is on Instant Watch, right? We both watched mm-hmm. it there. Yes. Okay. This is a Netflix movie, but it was made for ABC family. The same- and it'll be on again on December 17th. Hey, one. folks. Now you get to watch it with commercials the way it was meant to be viewed. <laughs> the way it was meant to be seen. Yeah. That's something I haven't mentioned about these, but... Uh, mostly because the the other two I watched, I watched on TV, so I was watching them with commercials. I haven't even been recording these. I've just been watching them live. Do you have any idea how many commercials for, like, Walmart and Toys R Us I've been watching, Christine? A lot. A lot. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> point being, so, but a, a fun game is watching, when you watch this kind of movie on Instant Watch, the cuts for where they stop for a commercial break are so obvious mm-hmm. that it's it's a very strange way of watching of watching a movie. Uh, but ABC Family, the same network that brought us Holiday in Handcuffs and a few other classics, and I mean Pretty Little Liars, so they do have. Oh, I actually yes. love ABC. I'm not kidding when I say this. ABC Family is essentially like half the time is personally designed for me because do you know what they primarily air? 
No, I don't know what that station looks like anymore. It, well, it's it's a very Isn't bizarre it changing mix. names. Oh, too? Well, I don't know. It it keeps kind of rotating. Like, like right now, they're just family doing becomes something. Probably I've seen it at the movies. Right now, it's all Christmas movies, and it, they actually haven't been airing a lot of their originals. They've been they must have bid on some big properties because they have Elf. Like, and a few other, like, real movies, not these movies. Um, but ABC Family, if you're flipping around, there is about a 75% chance that they're either airing uh, Pretty Little Liars, a step-up movie, or Burlesque at any Man, given time. I wish I could just flip a channel and, and catch a Pretty Little Liar. Um, ABC Family, name change to Freeform. Uh, wow. I'm not kidding. I saw it in the movie theater, and now the internet you. is telling me it. See, what's funny about that, because ABC Family isn't a great title for a network that airs Pretty Little Liars. Just, like, that's their big... And they have other big shows. I know The Fosters is a big show for yeah. them. But if your, like, big thing is a show about teenage girls being mean to each other, and obviously we all know Pretty Little Liars is a lot more than that. It but, is. But, like, that, has, that really doesn't... isn't a, Has nothing to do with family. I mean... Well, step-up movies are all about the family of dance, but that's different. Uh, it, it makes sense for them to rebrand, but it's just funny that it's a rebrand that has absolutely nothing to do with their original intent, which the Learning Channel, you could say the same thing for. Remember mm-hmm. when the Learning Channel like tried yeah. to learn you instead of like Honey Boo Booing well, you? Do you think that's why they're changing the name? It would make sense. I mean, because it just doesn't going really for, reflect their programming. Yeah, anymore. and if their audience that they have culled are, let's say their demographic for Pretty Little Liars is growing up. Yeah. They're not interested in family stuff. Because even if they're now 19, 20, they're not, like, they're going to watch something else. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they're doing, like, all new programming and everything else. So we'll see. I just hope they keep making these. Uh, the director, so that's ABC Family, directed by Jerry Kikoriti, a nice, good Italian name, mm-hmm. Canadian guy who, according to IMDb, is one of Canada's most in-demand directors, um, Did a, has a whole lot of credits. The only thing that I really recognize is that he directed Graveyard Shift in 1988. Okay. So that makes sense that he would do this. And it's written by a guy named Michael Vickerman, who's done a couple of things. Uh, I'm just excited because one of the movies he wrote is called Intimate Stranger. I don't know anything about it, but the title says it's made for me. My kind of movie. It sounds like it is. Doesn't it? Uh, all right. So let's get into the rules and the things we come to expect from this okay, movie. This is, these are very funny. And now the first one, and I was so happy because I kind of randomly picked this movie. So uh, I I'd said to you, I'm like, oh, I want to cover a couple of Hallmark on these like quick episodes. Uh, and I'm like, let me find one on instant that you can watch because I know you don't have cable. So you're not, mm-hmm. you're, you're not, you know, waiting not for lifetime to air like one of these. Uh, so I literally, I just type in a movie like to see what else shows up for it on instant watch. And this was in like the second row that shows up and I see mm-hmm. Jenny Garth and I see the description says something about a businesswoman dot, dot, dot. I'm like, that's it. Let's do it. And this one is so, is like the most of all of the ones that I've watched where there is a hardworking corporate businesswoman. This one I feel is the most angry about it. Yeah. Like Jenny Garth comes out and says, I'm a success. And I'm, this is like a direct quote from the movie. I'm a successful independent woman who chose career and not kids. Like 
No, you know, nobody else has to say that about her. She introduces herself as, I love business, I hate children, and love. (laughs) I almost spit my tea out. (laughs) But that's what the movie does. And they have her, like... Like she's, the thing is, I'm like high fiving her at this point, right? Because she's really fucking good at her job. She's so good at her job, and she's not particularly mean. Right? Like she's not like very, you know, to throw it back to like a, a reference you made earlier. She's not like Scrooge like. She mm-hmm. doesn't like push little kids down or like like punch blind people. Like she's she's whatever. She's doing her job. Right. She's she just, she her loves life. her job. She's, she's banging around. She has bitchy friends. Oh like my god! Yeah. So she goes out with her friends and like, you know, they're all, of course, just, they just go out like drinking at this really fancy lounge and there's a hot guy there and she's like, oh yeah, he's my neighbor. We sleep together occasionally. And they sleep together that night and it's fine. It's a cool thing. Yes. But of course the movie comes back at her later to basically say like, oh, you poor thing when, you know, you didn't have a boyfriend, when you couldn't have connection, when you were just, you know, having sex without any meaning to it. Fuck you. She's having fun. Yeah, it's it's really uh, obnoxious how much this movie hates her decisions in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and like she's multilingual, she speaks Japanese, yeah. she speaks Which German. Is cool. Yeah, and it's I mean it sounds like Jenny Garth really learned that phonetically, and is you know what? I was right. You say you say that I was really ready to shit on her for it. Like look at her, but it sounded fine. Yeah, she actually she's speaking German, and I believe that she is speaking German. Yeah. Uh, and so, and that's, her job is, you know, it's a, it's, we'll just call it Walmart because that's essentially what it is. And look, sure, I don't want a Walmart coming into my town if my Mm -hmm. town has, you know, doesn't need one and I know what it's going to do to my town. But you know what? Somebody works there. That's what it comes down to. And I'm not talking about the poor, you know, like employee, minimum wage employees who are treated like shit. What I'm saying is all of these places have this kind of executive person and the movie just hates her for being a woman and having this job. And it's, it's really, really aggressively. It, I'm glad woman. that you noticed that as well. Cause I thought I was just making stuff up. No. Yeah. And it's really always the case. There's one that, Oh, what was the movie? I just watched one recently, and I didn't watch the whole thing, so I may have to go back to it and do it for a show, and you can watch it with me, uh, with what's-her-name, Monica Kina, where she plays, like, it's a similar thing where she wants to be a businesswoman, but then gets, like, confronted with all of these other questions about the morality of business. And I get it. Like, yes, businesses should, you know, do need to take into account what happens to the people that it's affecting and all that stuff. For sure. But this movie doesn't care about that. It just cares about the fact that Jenny Garth decided not to have kids but to have a good job yeah it's 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 a little it uses a lot of shorthand Mm -hmm. and that shorthand can be a bit i don't want to say offensive because i was never offended by this movie it's very It's it's just stupid yeah and i guess like my theory on the audience like the presumed audience for these films is that this is made for um women who want their life decisions justified yeah like, for and sure it, it's not See, she was she was right to stay and raise a family exactly and yeah. it's there's nothing and i'm not judging one or no. the other like no, I, I don't care if it. you hey man you you want to be a homemaker you want to be a corporate shark whatever it's all good whatever you want but these That's movies feminism emily exactly <laughs> these movies 
their definition of womanhood and of what you should do is it, it's there so that the woman who decided she did not want to go to college or did not want to pursue a career can watch Jenny Garth, who did do those things, and then regrets them and say, see, I was right all along. I made the right decision. Well, yeah, but you don't you don't elevate one by shaming another. Yes, and that's, that's what not the way you do. do it. Yeah, these, these movies have no sense of balance. It's yeah. either you are For good sure. or you are bad. So now another key factor in these, part two, is the setting. And as we know, we're either in a city or we're in a small town. Or we're, we're in a small land. town. Actually, this, we're in both. We, we are in both. Um, I guess they're supposed to be, they say Chicago. I think it's Chicago, yeah. It, you know, they do a lot of establishing shots. And this is one of the better uh, cases of making a city a city. Yeah. I think they filmed in Toronto based on the IMDb. Oh, really? But I actually did believe that they were in Chicago when they and, – and they're not in Chicago much. Like, she's walking around on a cell phone, of course, because you have to have a cell phone if you're a bad businesswoman. Uh, whenever, like, she was outside, I, I bought that they were maybe in Chicago. More See, so than I, other movies. I never thought about it that much, so that means that they did do a pretty good yeah. job. Because, I mean, I'm not as well-versed as you are, but I have seen a few of these types of movies. And when it's not filmed where they're saying, mm-hmm. you're like, no, they're completely lying. Like when they're in New York City and, like, the sidewalks are really wide and nobody's yeah. walking on them. Yeah. Yeah. So this one is, we get Chicago, quote-unquote, uh, and then we get Streetsville. That's not the name of a place. <laughs> I really just feel like a lazy town name. I was enraged when I heard that. <laughs> I feel like in the script it was probably like Small Townsville, and then they just kept forgetting to give it a name. So they just picked something. At yeah, some point, like somebody's like, I don't fucking Sesame know, Streetsville. Street. <laughs> like, like Snuffleupagus was from Streetsville. <laughs> And I would believe that he was from this town, too. Yeah. So what what do you make of this town, Christine? Well, it didn't seem like a real place to me. Like, we have like a they mayor. had a lot of small town values. But, like, I, this goes to one of your other points about small town values, mm-hmm. but marketed towards the, like, the, the Walmart crowd. Yep. Um. Like, they wouldn't be going to a cafe. Right? Like, they're going to go get their gluten-free biscuits with local organic honey? No. Like, what's up with that bed and breakfast? Well, the bed and breakfast that, like, doesn't open, and who's coming to this small town 50 miles south of Chicago for a... They kept... They kept saying there's a highway doesn't even go by here. But like, like what were they implying? You can get to almost anywhere, even if it doesn't have a highway. Like, you get off at a different exit. There's like, a reason to go, but are you going there for Mama Garth's uh, organic butter? No, and then like her mom, Jenny Garth's Melody's mom, was like, like super like like progressive with like the yoga and the teas and she drived a hive she drove a hybrid drive what's wrong with that's me? right oh yeah they they like the hybrid must have been a sponsor she drove the hybrid mm-hmm. and i was like this doesn't seem like a person like i'm getting conflicting feelings about this small town right. they're probably oh god i was gonna say some awful, hateful shit but those aren't the type of people i i expect to see in this small town that's all that's fair because really all this <laughs> small town seems to have is an inn that isn't opened and a cafe Yep. Uh, and the actual, what's funny too about quote unquote save now, aka Walmart, is that the movie is like 
at first, obviously, it's evil because it's this giant store with this big, scary name coming in to take over everybody. But what's really great is that the movie, because I'm because I'm watching this, and Brandon caught some of it, and he's like, "It's kind of surprising that a movie would try to like demonize like Walmart, which has got to be their their kind of crowd." Yeah. Uh, but then, spoiler alert: the ending. It's not the corporation that's bad. It's the like guy whose job it is to open different stores who's bad. Yep. Like his boss shows up and is like, "No, we are doing bad things. We will do good things." Like, because yep. we care about the people we serve. Yeah, and then so just, like, we just, also changed our name to Walmart. They got they got the best of both worlds. Yeah, the very Big last minute. Corporation. Yep. Yeah, so it's a very interesting way they get around the um, kind of insulting a potential sponsor, I guess, if you will. Uh, so the small town's very important. Now, number three, our bland love interest. Oh, boy, was he bland. Boy, oh, boy, was this a winner. He was the blandest guy. He okay. So this his name is on the in the movie. Blandy. His name is Carter. Blandy. Another thing that usually happens with the guys in these movies, you is, fucking nailed this. Yeah, they also they're they're again they're just bland, good looking, soap opera ish, and they usually um, work with their hands. Like yep. they have to be hand, like handy in one way or another. And of course, Carter like rebuilt this gigantic inn that Mark Twain stayed at once. Now, Cameron Matheson, did you recognize him from anything? No. Should I have? He's apparently been around. Uh, I guess he was a big All My Children guy. I think he was Mm -hmm. either on or a winner on Dancing with the Stars at one point. Oh, he had such a boring face. They all do. They all do. Uh, You look at his credits and they're like, it's a lot of TV uh, and it's just like of he has like fifty credits, and I would say I haven't seen an episode of any of them, like Jag Ugh. and Hope and Faith and uh, Hot in Cleveland. Like you could tell, At least like, he's, he's getting work. It, right, yeah, and I mean, sure, he's 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 more interesting looking than the guys in the last few movies I watched, where I can't honestly can't remember what they look like. Uh, but he's creepy too. Yeah. Because he is her, her like high school sweetheart. I have a lot of opinions about that. Their interactions. Please tell me, right? It's creepy. It's like kind of like overboard at one point too. It's like, so she doesn't like, she knows who he is, but she doesn't, she doesn't have any memory of them being married or being in this current relationship. So like, she's a little standoffish and a little skittish, like totally would be. But, like, she's not afraid of him because she knows him. I'm right, because they were, on- like, high school sweethearts. Totally on board with this. So she's, like, they're in the bedroom together, and he's, like, should I, you know, sleep on the couch? Or he asks if he should even bother sleeping in bed with her. Yeah. And she's, like, no, you know, whatever. And then he takes his pants off and is completely nude. Yep. How do you jump from, I might want to stay in a different room, to, here's my penis? Like, just, just a reminder, this is what you could be having if you decided you were actually what married to me. What was that choice? I don't know. It was creepy. Because it, 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 uh, even, like, that aside, when, uh, 
like they I can't remember if this is after she regains her memory or what but basically she finds out all these things about how like he still has they broke up like 15 years ago yeah and he still has food in the fridge that she left there because he didn't want to like throw it away and be, and be gone with her that's fucking creepy yep I, I don't really don't like I get love of your life and all that and isn't it cute that they end up in love but no that's fucking creepy so it's just ugh. Like I, you know, I just didn't like it. I didn't, I didn't trust him. And of course, everybody's yeah. like, "He's such a good guy." I'm like, "Him, yeah, but, but he's creepy too." Ugh. Um. So the next thing we get, uh, a montage. Now, this wasn't heavy on the montage, which surprised me because I think they could have used it to shorthand a few things. Yeah. Uh, the only one I, like, they kind of do when she comes out for Thanksgiving dinner, it's kind of a, like, montage of pass of enjoying Thanksgiving dinner with these strangers who she's now in law to, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with number five, which is, um, you know, a famous Christmas song used over and over again. Uh, I just don't remember if there was any. Do you? I did, well, there was no Christmas songs because it doesn't take place during it does Christmas. Not place, yeah, they're wearing sweaters and scarves and they're uh, the publicity. How dare they fool you? Right? And the picture, if you look at the um, one of the posters, it's them stuck in a snow globe. But, I mean, there, there ain't no Holidays. Holidays. <laughs> now, number six, however. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this was another case where, so number six is the sassy sidekick. Oh, boy, did you fucking kill this oh one, Oh, my gosh. Too. Because, so I said one of the tenets about this is that the sassy sidekick can never be better looking than our lead actress. No matter, you know, so if something else that came up um, in our comments is weird, because I've, I've thought this before, but I don't think I said it on the episode, is a lot of times it feels like the lead actress in this is like, doing this movie while she works off baby weight. Yep. And I, and honestly, there was another Jenny Garth movie called um, A Christmas Wedding Tale, which is about her talking dogs, mm-hmm. uh, where it totally, like, you could tell, like, she's, Jenny Garth is, like, you, she's puffier in that. Um, but in this one, this movie is so determined to make sure you know that Jenny Garth is skinny, for one thing. Yep. Like, 25 characters say to her, you're so skinny. And she's like, oh, thanks. But yeah, it's it is like if you would just eat a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not only is it shaming her for being successful, but it's shaming her for being in shape. Right. There's it's no it's actually angry about her being skinny. There's no indication that she's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. But like, like, well, like her mother feels like she is. But honestly, but she looks fine. Like that's subjective. And again, it's that you don't have to to elevate somebody else. You don't have to put somebody mm-hmm. else down. Yep. So to make somebody that isn't, you know famous actress weight feel bad like you don't have to make jenny garth an asshole for being skinny skinny. yeah to make to make a random average looking lady feel good like Mm -hmm. i'm not that skinny but i'm also not on on television and in the movies and if you wanted somebody that more reflected your viewership maybe you should have made the person that played her sister the main actress right yeah like you'll ever get that although there was a movie the other night i was watching part of it with um what's her name from the Big Bang Theory and Blossom and Beaches, Ma'am Bialik. Yeah. She's in it. And it's like, oh, like, she kind of looks like a normal human being. That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, so in this case, though, so the sassy sidekick, there's actually a few. But let's start with the one that as soon as this line came out, I, like, paused it and I just, like, did, <laughs> I was so happy because it epitomized what I'm trying to say with this. So we meet one of her friends – 
And her friends, of course, her friends cute, you know, like just cute young woman. And what is her? Do you remember what her friend says to her when she sees her at the bar? Something about you always look better than me. Yep. Even her friend if you actually says, you know how like you go to a bar and there's always that one woman who's like so much hotter than you? Yeah, that's you. Her friend says it just in case you at home were worried that, you know, the sassy sidekick's kind of cute. Nope. She just nope. admitted she's not as cute as Jenny Garth. I was like rimshot well, right there. I felt so vindicated. As sassy sidekicks go, I didn't even register her as a sassy sidekick because the sister shows up pretty yep. swiftly and she has big earrings on. She does. We get a sister. She's, and again, like, just not as, sister's very cute, but not as conventionally attractive as yeah. Jenny Garth is. Yeah, she's adorable. Yeah, she's actually really cute. She's very, like, pretty redhead. But uh, yeah, this is, we, we, so don't worry. Jenny Garth gets to claim the most conventional, like, hottest woman in the movie. Um, and it's, it really, like, I was so happy when that yeah. happened. Uh, okay, so number seven is, I don't know that we get one in this, the cloying child. There no, are, there's this the little kid. There's, yeah, one little kid who doesn't really do much, thankfully. The, the, the nephew, the sister's kid. Right. Um, at the end, they... To keep him from get the thing from getting bulldozed, they use the kid or something. Yeah. But he doesn't count. Yeah, he's kind of happy about it. The well, the other side to this is the whole like you know Jenny Garth talks about how she didn't want to have kids, and then when she's uh, under the first holidays, if you will, yeah. and you know her husband, who's now her husband, is saying like you know we're trying to have kids, we have a calendar and everything, and sure enough, there's like a make baby calendar. Yeah, and it's just again kind of creepy. Okay, now number eight, slapstick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, okay. yeah. Well, like, because there's a lot of, I mean, the whole thing is Jenny Garth falls in this old oh, inn. Oh, that's true. All of her, all of her shit. She, like, at one point, isn't she, like, trying to put on pants or shoes yep. and she, like, falls on her face? Yep. She. It's And it's that, like, Kristen Stewart and Twilight clumsy. Yeah. Like, look like, at this hot girl. She can't stand up. Oh, my straight. God. See, like, again, <laughs> and I've said this before, as a clumsy person, I get really offended by bad clumsiness. It's the same way I get really offended, like, in movies when there's a fat person and the fat person's, like, always eating in front of people. And, like, it's, like, that same – it's, like, no, you don't understand that person. You don't – and same thing with that. You don't understand – like, this was – this is off topic, but it's just in my head. Like, Shallow Hal, for example, uh, is, like, the epitome of a movie that, like – Try, pretends it's like trying to understand overweight people but doesn't understand them at all because like there's a scene where Gwyneth Paltrow is in her terrible fat suit and mm-hmm. she's just like eating like chocolate cake after chocolate cake on a date and she's like oh well you know I I, I tried not doing it and it's like no, no no but she's so uncomfortable with herself she wouldn't do that in front of him like and so and it's the same it's somehow again I don't know why I'm thinking about that but it was in my head but the clumsiness like, you know, some people are clumsy, okay? Yeah. Our center of gravity is off. Maybe one but, leg is shorter than the other. But, Maybe like, hearing it's, is not, bad. it's not a cute personality quirk. Right. You just, but, like, I don't have a problem with clumsy people. Like, thank you. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. I love you. Thanks. But, but, like, I don't want that to be, like... It's, like, okay, it's, like, in not another teen movie where... <laughs> 
It's La- Laney, Janie Boggs and Laney Briggs. I don't know. I get the real name confused with the <laughs> fake name. But the girl that's supposed to be the um, Rachel E. Cook character. Remember, the one wearing TV. glasses and overalls. Yeah. Oh, she, she, look at that one. Look at her gross glasses and overalls. <laughs> and her ponytail. Yeah, she's a, she's a hot girl. Like, it's don't try to make somebody hot. Because then, then you give these people who are like decent-looking, average people complexes. Like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm clumsy. I'll never be attractive. Like, <laughs> ridiculous. But yeah, and it's like not genuine. Like, Jenny Garth isn't great at selling slapstick. So yeah, you know she bangs right, her head. And then bags her head a few more times, and then there's a couple of, like, almost bang heads, and then, you know, there's ice skating at one point. That's another thing that comes up a lot in these movies, actually. Is yeah, it's cute, I guess. It, I guess it's supposed to be, but I, I don't know, because it's just not done well, so it just feels really forced. Uh, and again, yeah. I take it a little personally, but that's that. Uh, number nine, the sage old person. The mom? Oh, yeah, I'd say. I mean, she's not old. She's, you know, probably supposed to be in, like, her 50s or 60s. Yeah. But it's, you know, she is the elder in this tale, uh, and she is quite wise, right? She drinks tea. Yeah. And and offers tea, but only, you know, doesn't need 20 different kinds of tea from Save Now, of course. But that's so ridiculous. The the tea that they had in the the cafe. It's like Tazo. Like, you get it at Target. Yeah, you just get that at the grocery store. Yeah, don't don't give me no... And you could get it cheaper at Save Now. So she does give advice, uh, you know... Glad you picked up on that, too. (laughs) Totally. I was like, Zach! That tea, you can get that tea in here. <laughs> it was, and it was like the exact kind of tea that, like, I like. I go to my grocery store at Target, and I look at the sale tea. I'm like, oh, good. This this like wacky brand is two for five. Great. Yep. Uh, but so she is, you know, does give advice, and Jenny Garth at the end actually has a like really, you know, warm moment where she kind of says to her, like, "You're my hero, and you're the wise one, and yeah, you're my Yoda, yeah. and all that." Uh, and then the last thing we actually don't get. But there's, you know, a twist to that. Uh, Santa Claus. There is no Santa Claus in this movie. Yeah, because it's uh, it's not a Christmas movie. Right, it's Thanksgiving. But the flip of that is that we do certainly have magic in the air, would you say? Um, I guess. I mean, she lost her her mind, I was going to say. She lost her memory. But, you know, the more you think about it, that never happened, did it? Because, like, when she bangs her head and has this whole hallucination... So of, she has a hallucination... Of, like, that, what life would have been, but then yeah. she wakes up and, and, like, it's real time, and she's back to her old life. She's like, I, I think it was all a dream. And she okay. just had the kind I, of dream that really influenced her. You know what? You've, con- you've convinced me. Like, some people have dreams that are life-changing. Like, I once dreamt I lost the remote control to my TV for, like, a month... And I couldn't turn the TV on as a result. Mm-hmm. And I had a dream about where it was. And it was there when I woke up. Nice. So, I mean, uh, dreams dreams are real, man. Dreams, dreams can change people. Uh, but I really think it was... I don't think there was any magic the more I think about it, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess maybe it was all just, like you said, a hallucination. Mm-hmm. While she, I didn't really... To be honest with you, I didn't give it that much thought. No. <laughs> I, I'm not proud to say that I did, I guess. <laughs> Uh, the other thing, just looking at my notes, um, two other things that I found amusing in this movie. Mm-hmm. One is that the way the Streetsville people, or I think it might have just been the mom, refers to 
the uh, Save Now people literally as the, quote-unquote, the money people. Oh, I didn't notice that. That term is actually used because, remember, money is bad, and you don't need money for anything Except that her in her in her fantasy or her delusion, she's like gonna franchise out these cafes, so she's <laughs> gonna be making a lot of money. Like she's hugely successful, yep. and so she's successful in both ways. So why vilify it? And like even being able to drive back and forth between Chicago and Streetsville, like that easily, and all that stuff. Like you, you gotta have some cash to be able to do a lot of I what know. she does in this movie. Completely absurd. Yeah. All of this. Absurd. Uh, and the other fun uh, tidbit in the movie that I wrote down, she has an assistant who's kind of this, like, very wormy, very, like, I want your job, elf, elven yeah. assistant. And when they're talking, like, him and other coworkers are talking about her. And another coworker's like, oh, she's going to get that promotion. He's like, nope, sooner or later, she's going to drink the baby punch. And guess what? In the movie, she does. Yeah. Right? Because then later when the boss is going to promote her, he's like, you know, you're an ideal person for this position and you're not, and you're, you don't have kids. Like he comes out and says that, which you so can't say in a work environment. Yeah, you can't. You like can't she could sue him right there and then basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, uh, that's holidays. So tell me, you really have not had as much experience with these movies. What did you think? Um... It was, it was interesting. It mm-hmm. wasn't, it wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. It's very competent. It's it, like bad, like, like it wasn't like a g- good movie or a great movie, right. but it wasn't like messy or unintelligible. Mm-hmm. I mean, because Christmas with the capital C is a movie I've seen multiple times and that does border on just completely absurd and unwatchable. Right. Like car, car crash kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, areas, but like this was like goofy and obviously not for me. Mm-hmm. But 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 competently made. Like for what it is, it's it's put together well. And I wonder if there's just such a factoryness to these movies. And I've noticed, especially with the ABC Family movies, I feel like they're a little bit um, cleaner mm-hmm. sometimes on the Hallmark. The Hallmark movies feel cheaper. And I'd have to really sit down and watch and compare to say that with confidence. Mm-hmm. But the ones I've seen, the Hallmark fam- movies, really do look like uh, there's a lot of rushing and a lot of dubbing and a lot of just, like, quick, there's an open street corner, go film right now. Whereas ABC Family, it's like, a, because it's a little more artificial, like, they must, we joke about how whenever there's extras in a scene, they're, like, our theory is that they're actually... Uh, like supporting characters in the movie that's filming right next to them. Yeah. Like, and if you were to like move the camera a little bit over, you'd see like Melissa Joan Hart doing a bit for another movie. Yeah. Uh, but there's something a little bit uh, cleaner and kind of brighter about the ABC Family movies, I think. Mm-hmm. And we'll 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 see with more. Uh, I've got a few more on the schedule for you, sweetheart. <laughs> Uh, so, but this one for me was just, um, again, you're right. It's, it's totally watchable. Uh, yeah. but the, the anti-corporate woman-ness to it, to me was funny and defensive, but really more funny than anything. Yeah. All right. So do you have any more to say about holidays? I don't think so. I wonder if there'll be a sequel. They do a lot of sequels to these movies that have nothing to do with 
the original, like, I guess the titles are successful enough that they keep using them. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so I think we'll, we'll be back with a few other things. Our Silent Night, Deadly Night episode is coming out soon. Uh, we're going to cover a few more of these, uh, great ones. So play along. I'm going to keep updating Facebook with the other ones that we're going to cover so that everybody can know and can watch along at home. Uh, thank you all for listening. Christine, thank you for um, subjecting yourself to this. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You know, now, um, why don't you go be careful of that loose board on the stairway? Uh, because you you don't want to end up in an alternate universe where, where, I, where I'm not as, as successful as I am now. But no. you are running a really cute little diner. Jesus. Yeah, this is a confounding movie. I... Which is the happier ending? I I just don't know. But uh, we'll we'll learn more soon. So good night, folks. Night. I did a glorious night, right as a morning in my. I feel like I could fly. Now, bird, none of your larking about. Have you ever seen the grass so green? A bluer sky Oh, it's a jolly holiday with Mary Mary makes your heart so light You haven't changed a bit, have you? When the day is grey and ordinary Mary makes the sun shine bright Oh, honestly Oh, happiness is blooming all around her the daffodils are smiling at the dove. When Mary holds your hand, you feel so grand. Your heart starts beating like a big brass band. <laughs> you are lightheaded. It's a jolly holiday with Mary. No wonder that it's Mary that we love.
a jolly holiday with you, Bert. Gentlemen like you are few. A vanishing breed, that's me. Though you're just a diamond in the rough, Bert. Underneath your bloody's blue. Common knowledge. You'd never think of pressing your advantage. Forbearance is the hallmark of your creed. True. A lady needn't fear when you are near. Your sweet gentility is crystal clear. Oh, it's a jolly holiday with you, Bert. A jolly, jolly holiday with you, Bert.